0: Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uctana, and today we'll be discussing what an Akashic record or soul book is and taking a quick tour of the information you can access there and how to do so. Each of us has an Akashic record, or complete accounting of all we have been, done, and intended from the coalescing of our soul into being. This is not something kept and maintained by authorities or more powerful beings in order to control, manage, or manipulate us. It's instead an extension of ourselves, which helps us to understand our core nature and maintain a coherent sense of self, throughout our ever-unfolding beingness. Think of it somewhat like the part of your brain which records events and transforms your experiences into memories, wisdom, skills, and perspectives. However, unlike your brain, which is subject to chemical signals, emotional misfires, survival instincts, coping mechanisms, and the mechanics of problem-solving, your Akashic record, or the book of your soul, permanently records everything in exquisite detail from the horrific to the rapturous. On the other hand, your soul book not only records the facts, it processes them to extract the wisdom, find solutions to problems, and helps you apply all you've become and are capable of in your current embodied life. Similar to the signals moving to and from our brain via our nerves, this information flows to and from us via our akasha, prana, chi, or whatever term you want to use. This is the life force which animates us, the mystical energy martial artists focus to empower their movements, and the points which acupuncturists needle in order to heal. Most people relate to this flow as the chakra system. Universal energies, including the wisdom from our soul book and the higher self, flow down into our crown chakra and are incorporated into us at various stages until we manifest them out of us and into the world through the act of living. The experience of living flows into and through us upwards, being transformed into wisdom, lessons, and new abilities, which then enrich the universe while at the same time being recorded in our soul book. During an embodied life, our soul book becomes a vital resource not only for us, but also for our guides, totems, angels, and other beings who wish to work with us. While it is possible for them to read our energy field in order to understand our desires, our soul's current undertakings, as well as the lessons we're attempting to learn, this information is limited. We are manifesting engines, learning lessons while living in linear time, which keeps us focused on the moment, and the information we carry within us is geared to support this process. Any being wanting or called to work with us will therefore access our soul book to get a better and more comprehensive picture of any given situation in all its complexity and interconnection, let alone all the possibilities and probabilities stemming from it. They will see all we've been, all we wish to become, and how best to work with us from a holistic perspective beyond and including the current moment. Fortunately, we can also access our soul book, not only in dream time or through various mind-altering processes, but consciously. If you can dream or daydream, then you can walk into the Akashics at any time you wish. In fact, you already do. Most people reconnect with their soul book guides, teacher, and others at least twice a week in order to keep refreshed on the game plan and what next steps to take. You might not recognize when you're accessing your soul book because what you remember of the process is the important bits with message rather than how you got from here to there. Just as you might not remember each moment of your commute on any given day, but you remember what happened when you arrived. So, How can you know which dreams are from your soul book and which aren't? Well, it can help to know how your soul book stores and presents information. An Akashic record or soul book is one complete record separated into seven different sections. Past Lives, Reintegration, Soul Identity, Career, Notes on This Life, Relationship Map, and Opportunity Map. Each section is not simply pages with words which relate concepts like a textbook, but is an interactive information system, providing full immersion for the reader. Some pull you in, like Alice in Wonderland, some lay out like a map from Lord of the Rings, and others scroll possibilities in real time like code in the Matrix. Let's take a look at each one so you can get a sense where some of your dreams might be coming from. Section 1. Past lives. Almost half of every soul book is a record of our past lives listed in chronological order. These are complete records of every second lived and include not only our most recent human incarnations, but all of our pre human lives as well. For each life recorded, each individual second will display a written text, somewhat like in depth close captioning, on the right hand page and a picture on the left. The picture is basically a portal into a virtual replay of the life. Looking closely at the picture or putting a hand on it will allow you to seemingly fall into it. The display is a recording, so while you'll feel what is going on, recognize people, seem you are really there, no one will actually see you and you cannot interact with anyone or change the events. When you're done reviewing the life, you'll find your back looking at your book again. This section can also display lives where we have met, worked with, loved, or hated someone previously. This doesn't mean we're working through something with the person now, but can help us understand why we trust them instinctively, are drawn to them intuitively, or what lesson they're meant to help us with in this life now. Section 2 Reintegration A life, for Soul Book recording purposes, is considered complete once the soul has separated from the body. At this point, a new part of the record begins, which includes the soul's transition out of linear time, across physical planes, and back to the Akashics. Once we as a soul have remembered who we truly are, and that we've returned home, we're taken into seclusion by our soul teacher, and have the entirety of the life we've just lived replayed instant by instant. This is in part a postmortem of each action to see what we did, what effect it had, what moved us forward on our path, what took us sideways, and how this all weaves into the greater web of all that is. All of this wisdom, the bigger picture of how we fit into everything and how everyone and everything else fits into us, creates a reintegration record for that life. Ironically, This is what most people are looking for when retrieving information from the past life section. It can be more difficult to access, however, as it doesn't provide a VR interface. As the information is so comprehensive, integrates things which are not linear time related, and so have no readily available symbol system to represent them visually or experientially, it can be difficult to access without conscious intent. When reading a soul book consciously, this section displays as text, which, when read, feeds the information directly into the person like a time release vitamin. Information will become available layer by layer over time as needed. Section 3 Soul Identity This section records who we are when we're not embodied, which is fully 90% of a soul's existence. Most people are unable to read this section of their own soul book. Just as we aren't able to see the backs of our own head without the aid of a mirror, we can't remember who we truly are for ourselves. The pages in this section can appear blank, filled with light so bright you can't look at it, or glued together so you can't open them. The information in this section is often the most easily recognizable in dreams, however. Scenes where angels appear, we're confronted by gods or spiritual figures, or we find ourselves in the middle of events which create or destroy the world, are often information from this section being given to us in the vocabulary available to embodied souls. If we sit with the dreams long enough, let go of them as some message we are meant to do something, and instead allow the experience to unfold as a description of what we truly are, we can begin to unpack the meaning and how it's relevant to our now. As there's no linear time outside of embodied life, therefore there is no such thing as an old or young soul. Yet souls do learn, mature, and grow through identifiable stages. Mature souls are those who have moved beyond focusing solely on their own becoming and have incorporated service into their existence. I liken this to being an adult human and having a career. If a soul has matured to a point where they've expanded to unfold service as a part of who they've become, then what they are and how they manifest this into the all that is will be listed in this section. It's not unusual for people who are interested in this information to access not only their soul book, but an additional record or career book. This is not specific to them, but a reference book available to all who undertake or are interested in the type of service they perform. It's usually smaller, more colorful, and less worn than a soul book, and easier to read. Section 5. Notes on this life. Prior to entering into an embodied life, we make extensive plans. This is in part because life is complicated, and we have quite a bit to achieve over a span of decades, and also because every living being has free will. Not only do we have the ability to choose what we do in every instant, but so does everyone else. So, like the most complicated NASA mission ever undertaken, we attempt to plan for every contingency. These plans are the beginning of the notes section of each soul book, which includes all the information concerning why we chose our parents, what we intended for our childhood versus what we actually lived through, what lessons we came here to learn, the goals we expected to achieve, whether we have contracts yet unfulfilled, where we intended to live and how, if we agreed to have children or not and how many, what careers we intended, and so on. Once we have embodied, the current notes section continues to update, adjust, and extrapolate from every interaction, thought, emotion, and mood we have in order for us to navigate in a constantly manifesting world. It provides a continual update on our progress so we can see how much we've achieved, what is still possible, how much better it can all be, and how we can manifest or enhance our best life now. This displays somewhat like the code of the matrix, constantly in movement as we and the people around us, even those seven steps removed, make choices and avoid others. This is where Akashic beings look for the information necessary to understand and work with us. It's also the section most commonly read by readers of all sorts. Section 6. Relationship Map This section contains records of every single person we have interacted with, those we intended to connect with, and those we may meet at some point. It displays a bit like a family tree with thumbnails of people connected to us like branches going in all directions. When we have dreams where we meet someone we know but see them in a different role or find a person in a dream is familiar to us even though we know we've never met them, we're connecting to the information in this section. How the person looks now, or how they have looked in their most recent incarnation, will display in the thumbnail. But by entering into the picture, we can access not only a tremendous amount of detail about their current life, but also soul-level information about who they truly are. Section 7. The Opportunity Map. The last section of a soul book is like an extensive map insert in the back of a book which unfolds leaf after leaf. It takes all the active information in Section 5, the Notes on This Life, and translates it into discrete units of opportunities or individual choices. Displayed somewhat like a March Madness basketball or World Cup schedule where boxes are connected by lines to other boxes, This map will unfold to your current box, the one which represents the moment you're living, and then display all the opportunities raying out from it. These boxes are a bit like the pictures in the past lives section, but rather than being a VR replay, they're active. In each is a symbolic representation of the situation which is updating in real time and directly connected to physical life. Most opportunity boxes can be viewed from above, but not entered directly. However, the current box, as a representation of the life you're living in this moment, is a portal where you can enter and interact. Your current box will show you where things in your life are stuck, where changes can be made, or even direct you to let go and move forward by providing you a road to walk. This road is actually the line between boxes, and in walking it, you move things forward to the next opportunity. This rarely happens if there is a choice which you haven't yet made between the road more or less traveled, but will be clear and compelling when a choice has already been made and you simply haven't acted on it yet. Each of us works with our soul book instinctively and regularly in our dreams. Our guides also use it liberally to help us throughout each moment of the day. If you want more insight and information from your book, you can ask them or any of the other helpers you work with, and they should be able to provide you a wealth of information. You can also access your book directly and consciously using the same methods you use in Dreamtime. In my Akashic Record Level 1 class, you can learn the basics of how to work consciously with your own Akashic room, access the Akashic library, and read your soul book intentionally. I've put a link to it in the podcast description. Through simple meditations, you can query your book on any issue, get its help and guidance for any goal, and remember wisdom, which can help you navigate this complex and amazing world we live in. And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll be looking at what protection, grounding, and cleansing are, what they're useful for and how they are and aren't interchangeable depending on the situation. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a minute to show it some love on iTunes. Your comments are also appreciated. Thanks. Bye.